Welcome to Set the Holics. Your host, David Duncan, and with me is Brian. Welcome, Brian. How good? Welcome, me. It goes forward. David, how are you doing? Time. It always goes forward, never backwards. No, Amen. we don't have control over that. So we got uh, the boys is going to be our main topic of decision. I get decision topic, I guess. We, we're both we both really like uh, the boys season one and season two, and we're excited for season three. So we thought we'd talk about the boys season one and then eventually season two when we can get to it. Before season three comes out, because uh, it just would feel weird to just jump into season three out of nowhere since Synthaholics has never officially talked about the boys past. I'm sure we've mentioned it here and there because Aaron and I were both big fans of the boys. Um, we enjoyed it. An entire episode talking about it. Comes today, my friend. That changes. Everything changes Everything today. Changes. But, uh, Brian, first, there's always news. news. news there's always news. I always got some news going on. I mean, every other week, there's got to be something that's happened. Yeah, every, every two weeks, I'll come up with one thing. Uh, one thing, uh, Nintendo is becoming more anti-consumer as, you know, they advance as a company. They're starting to treat their fans like garbage more and more. Um, so are you just now noticing this? Like, well, it's getting, it's getting worse and worse. It's getting worse and worse. Okay. Explain your worse and worse and I'll, I'll see. Okay. Well, for this particular example, uh, Nintendo is suing and sent a takedown notice for a guy who had a 25 year old strategy guide for super mario 64 and they're gonna sue him because he scanned it and then uploaded it to twitter so they're suing him now because he did that i mean that that is taking their anti-consumerism to the next level that I, I, that is pretty bad my my anti-consumer take of nintendo has been around since i don't know the game boy because, you know, they had the Game Boy, then they had the Game Boy Color, then they had Game Boy Color with the light, and then they had, like, the Super Game Boy Color with an even better light than the first Game Boy Color with a light, and then they had Game Boy Advance, then they had the Game Boy Advance with a light, then they had the Game Boy Advance with the flip screen. And the <laughs> I mean, it's, just, it's the same hardware, guys. Like, like they're just, like, they just gouge you for the same, like... Change hardware, the color. The, yeah, the hardware that should have been there at launch, they, they withhold, like, because LEDs were a brand new technology when finally put them in to the Game Boy Advance, even though they had them in the Game Boy Color uh, third generation or whatever. I mean, but they withheld it from the Game Boy Advance first gen. They could sell you a second gen light in it. Or, and it also yeah. sell you accessories. Nintendo's been pretty anti-consumer forever, but this... The is problem is they make a good game. They make good games. Well, I mean, I, so they I, keep getting away with it. I mean, <laughs> I, I understand. They make good games, and like people generally like their hardware fine i mean like i do enjoy some nintendo games i'm just not a big fan of how they practice i mean treat their fans nintendo is kind of like the like apple with the way they the, the apple of video games they're the kind of the apple of video games because they they love nickel and yeah. diming you and making you upgrade every two years or whatever it is because we've got you know the, yeah, the switch that's true the oled switch which i mean yeah it's a nicer screen but i mean Graphics are only so good on the Switch as it is. I mean, do you really need the the crisper OLED screen for Arceus? the same graphics? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you need a top tier screen so you can see Arceus so in wonderful seven twenty p. You can see those monsters <laughs> pop in and out of existence and stutter when, when you're getting a little bit further away from them. 
that looks even better on an OLED screen. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Like, well, there's that's the Nintendo anti-consumerism news. I mean, it's that is I got more. More, okay. I got more. Uh, Witcher Four was announced, and oh, yeah. uh, CD Projekt Red is having a hard time filling roles because of Cyberpunk. Probably because of all the crunch and being treated terrible is starting to come out from the studio. And Jason Slama, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. I don't know. They're not from America. They got well, weird names to me. But uh, they're Polish. He said the crunch will not happen. On his watch. They said that uh, for the entire <laughs> duration of Cyberpunk 2077, too. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I'm curious to see what it's being built in Unreal Engine instead of their own engine. So, maybe the combat will be nicer. <laughs> yeah. Those are the worst things about those games is the combat. That would be nice if they, if they fix. Yeah. Unreal, Unreal Engine 5 looks absolutely incredible. I need to see what a Witcher game will look like in Unreal Engine. I am, however, concerned that they have not learned from their mistakes, that they've announced a game that uh, it's probably... Uh, we'll come out in 12 years. <laughs> that, that, that is still eight years out from being released, because that's how Cyberpunk was. They released Cyberpunk. I mean, they announced Cyberpunk way too early. Like they I think in 2012. It, they announced it before Witcher 3 came out. And, yeah. and then Witcher 3 got delayed after they announced Cyberpunk. So, I mean, I mean, they didn't hardcore start working on Cyberpunk either until that was done. I mean, granted, Cyberpunk is done and there's supposedly other big or first big deal sometime. Done with it, I guess. If they add multiplayer to know. it. Who? Probably not. Um, and they've also announced that they're going to be working on both titles simultaneously. They're going to have a cyberpunk team. Game. They're going to... So, I mean, like, okay, but I mean, say what you they got to earn their status back. Say what you will about, they're not earning it back, repeating the same mistakes they've done before. I mean, oh, no. No, say no. what you will about Bethesda, but like, they don't show off gameplay until at least the six month six or six uh, month mark before the game comes out, and then they have a release date. Granted, Starfield got its release date or go, give or take, with a cinematic trick. But no come, gameplay. Come a couple of months, we'll in a couple of months we'll probably have gameplay. Once we get hopefully that six to seven month drop for Starfield, and that's kind of nice. Like you, you know, I mean, they had to just cover their butts because. Uh, Fallout 76. They knew it wasn't going to be received well. They knew the game was going to be garbage, so they, they had to say, yeah, we're working on Elder Scrolls and Starfield. Like, they knew <laughs> they knew it was going to be bad. going to happen with Fallout 76. So they had to, like, say, hey, we're, we're working on these two. So, I mean, they did announce those early. The Fallout 4 announcement to the Fallout 4 release was one of the most phenomenal things I've ever experienced gamer. There was rumors it was coming out, nothing concrete. Concrete news comes out, trailers, gameplay, cinematics, and then six months later, I'm playing the game. A as a gamer, that was one of the best gaming experiences of my life for the fact that I, did, <laughs> I, I wasn't waiting three, four, five years. 10, from, 12. Or, yeah, 10, 12. 
from the announcement to yeah, speaking of ten twelve, they ordered um Star Citizen. Star Citizen. That's still an alpha, kind of. I mean, like, <laughs> is, we don't even have a beta for that yet. Is it three games yeah. now instead of two? I don't know. I don't know what. The- well, there's all games that take a long time. Fall or uh, uh, Final Fantasy VII remake that also took a very very long time to make. Yeah, that was like what seven years from announcement. To- yeah, the first part and. Only seen, seen Midgar. They put out an expansion, and guess what? The expansion set in Midgar. <laughs> oh wow! I've never seen this place before. Yeah, so I mean, um, game development takes a long time. It's just how it is. It, it does, and it's just I don't know. Like waiting forever is not a fun experience. No, the, the, but the, and it, especially if the game turns out not to be worth it. <laughs> yes. They spend seven years developing a game. You buy the game for sixty bucks, and then you decide this wasn't worth seven years of waiting and sixty dollars. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it, it's 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 disappointing. So I, I, it's just sad that they've. I mean, I mean, I guess they had to do it for the same reasons. Cyberpunk was a disappointment, so I guess they had to announce something is coming. But at the same time, it's kind of yeah. Well, last piece is E3 is officially canceled digitally and physically. That's that's what I actually mentioned to you this week. I actually wrote that news yeah. to you earlier in the week. Uh, yes, you did. The news <laughs> reporter broke it. Yeah. Oh, it's just it's just funny because I mean, you you told me months ago that E3 canceled. I'm like, oh no, this digital E3 because it was digital last couple of years, digital again this year, and then yeah. like earlier this week, they're Tuesday. They officially. Got rid of E3. Digital, digital Which kind of sucks. It felt like a Christmas. It felt like a Christmas in the middle of, like, the summer, I guess. Which also is summer being that now that Jeff Knightley has Summer Games Fest, maybe that'll turn into the new E3. Maybe. I mean, we can only hope, but it's it's just it's funny because the Christmas analogy really works out. Ever since I was 12-ish, E3 was always one of my favorite times of year. Like even if I didn't subscribe to a video game magazine, I would go to I would go with my mom to Walmart or whatever and like look through the video game like look at the magazines and look for the one that said E3 on it. I would buy the E3 one so I could like see what's coming out. Like this was the event. This is before the internet and stuff back when I was twelve, so we'd die yeah. like not a good way to read back in the day. Magazines. I was always excited to get summer and always a giant on the cover. E3, like, yes! Electronics Game Expo! And now it's no more. It has died. Maybe it'll come back in five years. I mean, E3 has has had its ups and downs. It's it's kind of died before it can come back, although Sony... It's is, dying more and more. Sony has kind of, like, killed it by dropping out the last couple of years. When, yeah. When one-third of, like, your stuff coming, coming anymore. And then EA like tries to step in and ups their game, and it nobody cares about EA games at all, and they're just kind of there. Bethesda doesn't have enough games to show. Like <laughs> they're just Microsoft is really the only one. Microsoft's been carrying E3 for the past couple years, I think. Nintendo, I don't know. They they got some cool games coming out, but none of them are like Microsoft level of like here's seventy five games. But Nintendo also does their Nintendo Direct, so they don't even need to show. Yeah, well, they've always done that. They've done that even with E3 going on. They'd always have Nintendo Directs. Sure, so, but, but, I, but I mean, it, their participation isn't big because... Yeah, that's true. That's true. 
So on to the the meat and potatoes. The meat, the, the meat and the potatoes. Meat and taters. Boil them. The boys. Stick them in a stew. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Samwise Ganji. Samwise Ganji. So David, the boys. Season one, not season two or three. Season one. What do you rate the boys? God, the season one. I I'd say this is like a nine nine point five. This is. This was such a surprise for t- as a show. I'd never followed the comic books. I haven't read them. Um, I did actually get like volume one boys humble bundle brain thing. I think the the, the volume one of the <laughs> in there? I think it's in there. <laughs> I, I downloaded. I haven't looked at it yet, but it was like volume one of the boys. So I, I will eventually get around to reading the boys comic. Yeah, for was unfamiliar with it. It kind of came out of nowhere. It was really fun having a superhero show that kind of turned everything on its head and just kind of made it as e- like if superheroes were real, this is kind of how it would be in real life. They would be monetized, social mediaized, and they would be probably the most corrupt people in the world. As they say, like, absolute power corrupts absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And so like it it this show is just absolutely fantastic. Paul Carl Urban is one of my favorites. One of my favorite actors, I really love him. He's he's like one of the most versatile sci-fi geek actors there is. He was in Lord of the Rings, Chronicles of Riddick, Star Trek, Thor, Thor. Yeah, he was in Thor. Yeah, he was a Thor three. He was a uh, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Kate Blanchett. Yeah, Kate. Yeah, Kate Blanchett's henchman. Yeah, yeah. Done some great nerd thing. This is role in a superhero show, man. What about you, Brian? I'm going to give it a nine. Season one gets a nine for me. I mean, yeah, this show kind of like came out of nowhere. Nobody really knew. I didn't even really know what it was even after it came out. It just kind of like through word of mouth. People were like, yeah, you need to watch The Boys. I was like, I didn't know what that was. The Boys found out it's on Amazon. I got Amazon. Is it a show about pedophiles? Like, what? What is this? It could have been at that point. It could have been because I didn't know. I didn't know what it was either. I was like, I didn't like watch trailers. I wasn't prepared. I wasn't like excited for this. It just kind of came out. (laughs) It did. It came out of nowhere. I mean, uh, I I heard about it through word of mouth, but I had not seen a trailer for it or anything. I heard about it from other people before I saw any uh, visual about this show at all. Yeah, and it is a beautiful disaster. <laughs> the show the show is fantastic. I mean, I think we're we're approaching levels of like, you know, Peacemaker's kind of similar in terms of like how, the way they try to oh. tackle the show a little bit. And Peacemaker was also very good. So maybe that's more like adult. I don't know, maybe for adults made made by adults for adults for adults to enjoy is kind of like the superhero stuff I like, I guess nowadays. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh the superhero stuff made for adults is definitely I mean, maybe maybe this is what made like some of the newer Marvel stuff seem not as good. You know what I mean? Because it's been a yeah, because it's yeah, it that could be uh, that could be coming into play. I guess I don't know because the Marvel movies are definitely targeted more towards an E for everyone type of thing. The Boys is not an E for everyone. You probably don't want to watch it unless you're a bit older than if you're going to just go watch like uh, any of the Marvel movies. But yeah, nine. We're, I'm giving it a nine. Yeah, this this show is absolutely incredible. And the thing is, it's only what eight or nine episodes. 
Oh, I don't know. I don't even remember. I just it kind of when when I originally when I first watched this show, I just like watched all of it in like two days, and then after it was over, I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's I, it. I, I, I rewatched all of it in two days, but the thing is, it's I, I feel like it's less than ten. Maybe it's ten, but it feels like a lot happens for only a few episodes. Yeah, you are right. Like it, it, it and we'll break that down. It's pretty dense. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's well done. Can't wait for so, uh, just on a side note, uh, I did start watching the Diabolical Anime. Watch any of those episodes out of curiosity? I I am aware of it. I have not watched any of it. I don't. I know it's. I think it. it I saw the trailer. It looks like it's similar to like what Invincible was, which someday we might talk about. But uh, I don't know how. I don't know how where it stacks up compared well, to that. I, I haven't watched, watched. I watched the first four episodes. They're all. They're all one offs. Oh really? Yeah. It so doesn't follow a story. It does not follow us. I, I was honestly kind of disappointed with the diabol. I only watched four episodes, and I kind of want to watch the rest. Do it because they're only like seventeen or twenty-ish minutes a piece, a different length. But the first episode was I'd... like a weird parody of Baby Day Out. Oh, okay. So it's not but, like what with, you were no, thinking at all, but with no dialogue. <laughs> Like the first. Oh, episode, there's no talking either. The first episode had no talking. It was a parody of Baby's Day Out. It felt like an old like Looney Tunes show where it was just all visual storytelling, just by you know watching a series of catastrophic events happening. But it's also like extremely violent. So I'm not even sure what this is catered to. So it's it's it's, an, it's animated, but it's not geared towards kids. No, it's 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 extremely violent. But I mean, it also didn't capture me like the. It wasn't really telling it over. It's just like weird little snippets of like weird things that happen with one episode is like out thing at a target right. Maybe with a guy freaks out. acting big production equipment, like very post parody of second episode is a bunch of like okay. superhero rejects. Where um, one guy's got tits for face, another guy's got a video for head, another person got turned into a touch anything. No one can oh, touch her. How about that? But she can't. But she's always hungry. But she can't eat. <laughs> and like there's like there's okay, all, all so. these like all these side effects of compi- compound V like just ex superheroes and their parents like. <laughs> this home for disenfranchised children who okay so it doesn't sound like it's it sounds like it's okay i'm not it's, i'm not hearing anything like i need to hear it and watch it yeah it, 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 so far i mean i'll probably finish watching the rest of it the coming week but i, I wasn't as impressed with the part two. i was hoping it would follow a story like like sensible fantastic so um and, and the boys has been fantastic so i was a little bit disappointed by the cartoon but back to season one of the boys. He's, I was just curious. Yeah, let's, let's reel it back. Let's reel it back in. I haven't dabbled yet. Uh, so we open up pretty much the show with Huey, who is our main character. He is with his significant other, his girlfriend, and A Train, who is the who has the same abilities as like the Flash. Uh, does a drive by, a flyby, a run by, run by. He does a run by and turns Huey's significant other into Moosh. Red mist. 
Yes, Red Mist. Except for her and hand, that is pretty much that the the boys would not exist if this did not happen. It is instrumental to the entire uh, the boys season one, I guess, really, because that's yeah. what puts Huey in these situations where he meets Carl Urban and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the one thing that happens early on is he uh, has that lawyer come over and like write try to buy him off. A settlement. Yes, a settlement with a with an NDA, so he can't discuss it. And, and they only offer him for like just over forty thousand dollars for it. Forty five. Forty five thousand dollars for for his girlfriend's restitution. <laughs> <laughs> and like you're not even married, so like you should be happy with this this amount. And uh, <laughs> I liked how he had that weird mental break. I, I kind of wish he had more of those. Like, like, where, where, like, he sees things happen, like, in, in like, what he wants to be. Yeah. Like, like, if I have a complaint, it's not even really a complaint. It's just like they showed it once, so I was kind of hoping like he'd have like some kind of like mental break where kept happening, where he kept seeing stuff, and then like he he eventually kind of becomes what himself doing in these like out. You know what I mean? Because he's like way more aggressive and violent. I guess, but like how much more? I I don't know. I don't want him to do that because if he does that, then that means we're going to be losing. He's going to start taking action scenes away from like the people that are actually cool at doing action. <laughs> like Carl Urban? <laughs> yes. Like I want to watch them. I don't really care about Huey <laughs> doing action. He's just kind of there. <laughs> he's just kind of there. But but Huey, but Huey does do a soup kill. <laughs> he does do a soup kill in this, which we will uh, get into. But it's, but and the thing is, now that I know Boimler is Huey, I, ke- I keep seeing Boimler. <laughs> <laughs> you keep hearing Boimler? Yeah, I keep saying, it's Boimler. Boimler's like, talking. When, when he freaks out, like I'm, da- I'm hearing Boimler so much more now that I read. Excellent. Can't that's the Lord X guy. This, that's what the Lord X guy looks like. <laughs> 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 well, shortly after the settlement happens, uh, enter Billy Butcher. Huey works at like an electronics store. I don't like a Radio Shack esque yeah. type of store, and this is where uh, Butcher, who I'll refer to him as because that's what everybody else really calls him, Butcher. just crashes his gra- crashes his car. Well, actually, he's crashing his car into this Radio Shack esque store because Translucent caught him, who is one of the seven. Translucent is like their Justice League Invisible guy. He's on. Uh, David's background. He's invisible. He's just wearing clothes. And uh, Huey goes to Vought, which is the seven, the, I don't know, the company that runs all these superhero stuff. Vought, I guess. The superheroes. Like they, they franchise them out, set up their movies, set up their TV shows. Yeah. Set yeah. up the crime they stop. Yeah. So that's where uh, Huey went to have it make A Train, who's the super fast guy, apologize to him and do some lawyer stuff. And he tries to plant a tracker in there well, or Butcher, something. Butcher instructs him. To. Yeah, Butcher instructs him to. And uh, then the fight uh, at the Radio Shack thing happens because Translucent follows him. That follows him to the Radio Shack place, right? Because yeah. he tracked him, and then that's where Butcher comes in. And crashes the car, and they catch Translucent, and they keep him in a dog cage. <laughs> Electric, electrified dog. Yeah, so then we cut to uh, Starlight, 
I can't remember. Annie? I think her Annie is her name. Annie. Her name's Annie. She is, they're looking for a new member of the Seven. I don't remember exactly why they're looking for, is it because? Because Lamplighter's gone. Oh, he re- he's retired, right? He le- He's retiring. I, yeah, but like, we learned about what actually happens with Lamplighter in season. Yeah, but we're not talking about season two. Yeah, we can't know, spoil it. I know, but it's, it's but it's it's just like it's just like I didn't realize who she was replacing until I, I I was watching this. Oh, it's the guy from season. Yeah, yeah. So they uh, Starlight joins the the seven and immediately gets like sexually assaulted by the deep. I guess by by, uh, by their Aquaman. Yeah, by their their version of Aquaman, who kind of sucks. Who definitely likes to do fish. Yeah, he definitely likes to do fish, 100%. Just like, 100%. Just like at the end of the Justice, uh, not the Justice, Peacemaker show. It's like, yeah, you do fish. He's like, no, I don't. You. I, the one thing about the Deep is, like, he oh. felt like he could have been a cool character until he, like, sexually assaulted or uh, tried to, I guess. I don't know, like, what legal jargon you'd have to use to do it. He kind of just, like, talked to her weird. Uh, well, she she also admitted that she he was her favorite, and then, like... He- Whoops, never meet your junk. heroes. Yeah, never meet your <laughs> heroes. They'll love that you're drunk and ask you to suck on it. Yeah. So then he kind of becomes like this stupid character. I don't. He's. I don't know if I would say like comic relief, but like he kind of just becomes like character. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I don't really care about him at all. So I don't know. Like I don't know. What What are your thoughts on the deep after? With what? I guess his story is. Well, like his arc is basically one of like, and I mean, it it, it it kind of focuses in the season two, but it's sort of like redemption. Like he falls, he gets kicked out of the seven. Basically, got to go to Cleveland or something. Yeah, <laughs> so something he, in he Ohio. Ohio. Fairport, I think it's Fairport, Fairport, Ohio. Yeah, he's, he's somewhere in Ohio, like just some some thing. He's like they're going to be their local. Like there's very little crime. He's got nothing to do. It's $75, like, a week. And then, like, some lady, like, kind of abuses him. So, like, he kind of get like, he kind of, like, sees out what it feels like, I guess, to whatever. And he's got this, like, kind of redemption arc sort of thing going where he's, like, seemed okay, then he was horrible, then he has to apologize, then he, like, but it goes trying to get back into this. Yeah. And, well, and now I, I say comic relief. But he is because, definitely comic relief because, like, he is an in-app superhero, which we don't really see until. No, we don't. I will say though, he has the funniest scene of season one. I think he, he does. Well, the, the yeah, I mean, like, but like that was like a, it's like yeah, it, it, he's he's in that. Like, he does have a funny. Yeah, it, it's it, he's got some of the two the funniest scenes in both seasons because because of his ineptitude, where he he gets gets one of his favorite uh you know creatures killed he actually does it twice since he gets the lobster killed too yeah, like, yeah he does he's get like, the lobster killed he's like yeah. he's just trying to save the lobster he's he's like i'm gonna take you home and he's like yeah i want that one and the guy like kills it he's like, no. <laughs> no, no, no no don't do that ducks the animals and then like the 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 i think the thing you're seeing you're talking about is the dolphin scene the dolphin scene the yes. dolphin's like talking all kinky and stuff to him and he's like, Richard, I'll put my finger on that later. I mean, can we like, get the escape going on or whatever? Yeah, it has the dolphin like tied up in the back of the car. <laughs> it's so like, he's driving. Yeah, he's spraying like, him with water. He's got a spray bottle. 
<laughs> and then yeah. like, he has to stop suddenly. The dolphin shoots out of the, the windshield and then gets hit by a truck. Like, Yes. Yes. And it's funny that they used a dolphin because dolphins are, like, notoriously, like, rapey. Notoriously <laughs> horny. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that, I, I don't know, I thought that whole scene was just great. That happens later on. And then we also, in another uh, Lower Decks thing, we had the horny dolphins in Lower Decks season. Boimler. <laughs> yes. And it's coming full circle. It's coming. For, the last thing we need is a Dune reference, and we're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, after this this lawyer stuff and the deep stuff happens, we're really first time introduced to uh, Homelander, who kind of takes down a plane. Who's just the best? <laughs> yeah, Homelander is supposed to be the superhero, the Superman of the seventies. Like the I don't know the, the he's literally like Superman. I guess I mean, they call him like Jesus, which I mean J- Superman is like a G- comics. So like they've got this. And yeah, and it turns out him like Jesus because he doesn't smoke, he doesn't drink, he's got like no bad record supposedly, but he's just yes. super good at hiding his tracks. He's very good at hiding his tracks, and he's kind of like a psychopath. He has no like reason to keep humans alive because he's he feels like he's so much just like above like human that they just like don't matter. So he kind of just sometimes he doesn't really care about humans too much. So he kind of accidentally uh, quote unquote kills people. <laughs> Oops. He is absolutely, can you imagine, every time I see him, I'm like, man, if this dude existed in real life and you knew, like, what he was actually doing, he is terrifying. That dude is so scary. I think he's he's just as much a narcissist in real life. Apparently, he got a bar fight and arrested. Like, he's... Homelander? Or the actor? What the do actor. you mean? The actor. Ah. Not the superhero. It's, they can't arrest a superhero. He wouldn't be taking note, but the actor, he got... He got fight it makes sense he looks like he'd get in a bar fight his face looks like his face looks like people want to punch it but i don't know if that's just me projecting because i don't like homelander very much you mean like jj abrams <laughs> the got clear evidence he has been punched in the nose several times i mean yeah there's a little bit of jj rubbing off there for sure <laughs> so homelander's terrifying and he also has this relationship with uh what's her name i can't think of her name what's her name we the have- milk lady no, no, no. Oh, oh, the, um... Uh, uh, the, I want to say it's she, Madeline. Madeline. She manages the super... Yeah, and she has... He... She, Homelander she, has a weird relationship. Yeah, she, she, she's basically a contractor. She contracts them out to different cities. Collects money for... Like, you know... Makes the deep cities have a super... Yeah. Save them. Got a, a and she has this sexual mother thing going on with Homelander. Homelander? <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah weird. So she comes; she'll come in to play later in the season. But she's kind of striking the deals, and Homelander and her are kind of like it's uncomfortable to watch type of thing. With <laughs> 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 the way they look, what the, with ho- how Homelander is not your favorite scenes? No, they're <laughs> they're definitely not my favorite at all. I don't know. I think they're a little weird, but that's okay. I like weird, so we'll keep keep it in there because I want things to like you know go past the boundaries of what's acceptable. I want, like, the most, like, unacceptable what? things happening. It's it's not something that would happen in a Marvel uh, movie, so therefore it's good. <laughs> yes. Well, that, that's not all, that's not always true, but this is the case. It is true. I like more of the yeah, adult I, version, I, obviously, I'm sure because this happened, adult. I'm sure this happened between Happy and Aunt May. We just didn't see 
Yeah, it definitely happened. We just didn't we didn't get to see those scenes. <laughs> There's we don't get to see those scenes. I mean, we first we got our first like sex scene in the Eternals. That was a, yeah, that was the first that was, one that we that's Marvel's ever done, and it was awkward. Seen. It wasn't very good. No, anyway, we're not talking about the Eternals. We did that already. Yeah. Translucent is captured. He's being tortured, and uh, this is where I think this is kind of towards when uh, Huey ends Translucent's life. They have a hard time killing him because he has diamond skin or some like impenetrable type of skin going on. Yeah, his skin is basically impenetrable, but his insides are just as gooey as everyone. Yeah, so they stick a bomb inside him. Rectally. <laughs> and yes, and they wait until they decide that Huey blows him up because Huey was about to let him go. Huey, who's about to and then he remembers. He remembers his girlfriend. He says, no. And he presses the button. And Translucent blows up. I'm surprised Translucent didn't try to take it from him. But Translucent's just so confident that he's not going to do anything. He just walks. Yeah, he just walks away and gets rid of it. What we haven't talked about yet, because we went ahead a little bit here, is uh, the boys. I don't know if I, I don't know if you call them the boys, but uh, Butcher, Huey, Butcher, Huey Frenchie, Frenchie, and, and MM. Yeah. His name's MM. They're the boys. Yeah, they are That's the boys the that are game. trying to take down Vought, I guess, as a whole, until they get more focuses and lasered into what exactly they want. I, I, there's specific, Butcher has specific reasons for what he's doing. I, don't, I feel like Huey just kind of wants to take down Vought as a whole. Well, yeah. Uh, Butcher specifically wants Homelander, but I mean, if you hurt Vought, you also hurt Homelander. Yeah, sure, but there's definitely, like, they're in it for a little bit. They're all in it together, because they all kind of, like, want the same thing, but, like, they all have individual... I don't know about Frenchie and MM, but Huey and Butcher have different goals that are both kind of the same thing. That's one thing that, like, they didn't super explain. Like, I get get Huey's reason for being in there. I get Butcher's, but they didn't really establish a reason for MM and Frenchie to be part of the... I mean, apparently they got wronged by a superhero somehow, but they didn't explain their reason. No, I guess I, I really like I really like uh, one of my favorite scenes with all of them is when they're doing and Butcher's asking them, "What's Posh doing now? What's what's Scary Posh. Spice doing now?" It's like, like uh, when they're ta- when they're in the mall. That's yeah. when they're in the in the mall and they're talking about yeah. the it's Spice like, Girls. Yeah, it's like it's like a s- separately they're all shit. <laughs> but together, together, the Spice Girls. <laughs> One of my favorite analogies, and then that's when it actually switches to the scene where um, Dolphin and the Deep. Yeah, and also around this time, we learn about Compound V officially for the first time. A Train is taking steroids, which is Compound V, kind of, sort of, in this context. Compound V and creates the. But when yeah. you're already super, it just amps you up. Yeah, like you're going on. It's just drugs. They're doing drugs, and they interrogate A trains. Like, I don't even. Is it his girlfriend, or is it's it just kind of like it's a? His, it's his girlfriend, but she he's keeping it on the down low. And on the DL. And doesn't tell anyone. I mean, like they're together, and he says he loves her, but like, scared to admit that he's with somebody because it's his reputation corporately. I guess I don't know. 
Cause, yeah. Because, like, you know, they were supposed to appear together. Race, and he's Elvon. Well, she's like a like a B-list. a stripper, or she's she does like like adult like she does, she does erotics. Yeah, it was not, yeah, that was it. That was it. So they can't. She's not good for PR, so they don't have her. She's and that's like, when she's like a BC list. Yeah, this is when the boys kind of come in and interrogate her for what like Compound V is, because that's where they find out. Because the whole reason he's taking Compound V is because he needs to. Well, one, he's addicted, and two, he needs to prove that he's still, like, the yeah. fastest alive. And uh, this scene is kind of stupid, because they, they say, can you imagine going to this whole setup? There's, like, a million people in the stands, they're all watching A-Train, and I can't remember the other guy, the other fast guy's uh, name. They're, race around, they're, they're gonna race on a track, just a standard track, 400 meters, and they do it once, and they do it in, like, point, like, one second, and it's, like, then they're just, like, done. That filming that must have took so much money and so many people and they were there for like literally no time at all it's like they walked out raced for 0.1 seconds and they're like okay we're cutting to something else that scene was probably really expensive i wish it would have done more that's my gripe (laughs) most of that scene was a setup be getting starlight's phone number them making sure he had compound v on him like it was it was a lot of the background setup stuff but i mean the race was like the setup for the Higher happening. If the race wasn't going to happen, he wouldn't have checked up on compound running through girlfriends. Yeah, so I agree with you. That and they find out where through his girlfriend where they're getting compound V or something like something like that. They find out where Chinatown. Yeah, it's in Chinatown, and this is where they meet the unnamed feral terrorist girl. Yeah. That I can't. Think, I don't think she has a name at, in season one. I was listening for it. I never really think she got a name. It's, I don't think she gets a name until season two. No, no. Uh, the uh, Mesmer gets her name. I don't remember. What. Was it just mentioned once? Mika? Something like that. I don't know. I can't remember what it was. But like, Kimiko, Kimiko, Kimiko. Okay, it was there. It was back in my brain. I just Kimiko. couldn't. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I was processing the section where it had the boys in it. Just took it. It was in the back. Processing, processing, and she's basically a terrorist who's also a beast. Yeah, and uh, well, she was probably one of the test subjects for the compound V being put into a terrorist. Yes, exactly, exactly. Because and the, now we the, get the the mastermind plan behind what Vod is really trying to do. They're trying to get superheroes in the army, and they can't do it through legislation. So basically, Homelander takes it upon himself to compound V terrorist crew. Yes. To create a reason to put supers in the... There is one, the best character in the seven, in my opinion, Black Noir starts to have his character arc. Oh (laughs) man, I love Black Noir. He's, He's like Batman if he was mute. He's pretty much Batman if he is mute. Yeah, he's my favorite. Do you is is he your favorite uh, seven? I feel like he could be a lot of people's favorite seven. I don't know if I don't I don't know who else you'd pick. I mean, like I really like Homelander, but I I like I like him because I like to hate him. He's so he's so messed up, but he's the the actor plays him so well. Like I love the the, the maniac in his manic in his eyes and he's insane and 
He'll just like flip a switch and he'll be like, "Oh yeah, I'm nice and I'm I'm friendly or whatever." I'm good, I'm but good. it's like, but it's like all a facade. He can just flip into it and flip out of it. And when he flips out of it, it's scary. So good. I mean, it's it's nice to see him. But Black Noir is awesome because he's just absolutely what Batman should be. If if Batman yes. was Peacemaker, this would be Black Noir. <laughs> <laughs> and if he couldn't talk or didn't talk, didn't want to talk or whatever, like yeah. Like Black Noir is pretty epic. Watching him do it, I can't wait to see what what they do with him. Even in season two, they don't really explain much about Black Noir. The, the, but they did. He's got a story arc. <laughs> He's got a weakness. He does have a weakness. Was it we co- just was a coconut. They gave him like an almond. Or, uh, yeah, it was nuts. It's it's or, nuts. Yeah, yeah. So they gave him like a really crappy candy bar, <laughs> <laughs> and like the poison them or whatever. Yeah, and also during the same time this is the same episode, I think, I don't know, they blend together when you watch, like, all of them at once, yeah. but uh, Butcher uses a baby, which this might be my favorite scene in The Boys Season 1 is when, it's it's on, it was on all the promotional, you know, uh, all the promotional stuff and trailers, when Butcher gets a baby that has compound venom and uses laser vision to defend himself. Yeah, yeah, from the guys just blowing them up. Yeah. The violence in The Boys is Absolutely glorious. Over the top. So many ways. The way bodies pop and explode and just. Yeah. It's, they literally turn it. It's like a, a condensed pool. And then you, as soon as you put a pin in that pool, the whole pool explodes with red yeah. blood and guts. Yeah. I, I, I'm, so, sure it's, I'm sure it's not very realistic, but man, it's, it is very impactful. It's more realistic than what uh, mainstream superhero movies do. How about oh, that? For sure. For sure. Yeah, because in mainstream superhero movies, whether you're talking about DC or Marvel, it's kind of like they stab you. There's no blood, and then you just kind of fall. Just a regular guy, he's fine. He gets. <laughs> yeah, that well, that yeah. There's a huge problem right there. <laughs> Superman would literally vaporize. He he would literally do what the boys. I don't know how accurate the boys is either, but what happens to the boys is what Superman would do if so, you got punched by Superman. You'd just be vaporized. Missed. Yeah. So uh, this. Kind of sort of leads towards the ending. Two, three episodes of the boys season one is when Butcher decides he's good. He wants to get revenge on Homelander. So he goes to uh, get somebody he cares about because what happened was Homelander potentially maybe sort of we don't have concrete proof at this time that uh, Homelander raped and killed uh, Butcher's wife. And that's why. Butcher is a psychopath to trying to kill Homelander. So he tries to set up this elaborate plan to kill somebody that Homelander cares about. And that is the milk boob lady. I can't think of her Madeline. name. Madeline. Madeline. Yeah, Madeline. Ties her up in her in a house. Milky tit lady. And, yep, milky tit lady. And Homelander comes. the last drop. Ah, boy, oh boy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yeah, um, I lost my train of thought. Uh, 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 Butcher was boob milk lady tied up, uh, and Homelander comes, and he's got he's got he's got a he's got a dead man's trigger. So if he dies, yeah, and turns out uh, vengeance is not going to work on Homelander because he doesn't care about humans at all. So he just kills her. 
like he just like, he just looks, he just looks in her eyes and sh- and just light and, uh, laser eyes her eyes out, carves them out of her head, but doesn't go all the way through her head, but just leaves two massive caverns where her eyes used to. Brutal. Yeah, it really shows that Homelander does not care about anybody, even though we thought he cared about uh, Boob Milk Lady. He really didn't really kill, care, but she also was lying to him, so that kind of played he, a little bit of a factor there. He cared there. about her, but he did not like being lied to, because he went to the guy who like created Compound V and told him about the baby that he had with wife and that died in childbirth, and then like he told him something that didn't line up with it whenever she admitted. So, because she didn't know what he was told, so he figured out that they were both lying. He goes back and interrogates the guy further. Comes back and yes, yes, that's, that's right for, for for lying to him. So it's like it's a big thing. Like she's trying to protect him, like he's a child, and he also hates her baby a lot. Um, because yep, gives the baby more. T- and he wants also, that attention. He he wants the milk milk bitties. Yeah, he wants the milk milk boobies. So uh, as Butcher sees this happening, he's like, "Well, damn!" Um, and he just blows himself up with the dead man switch. He blows everybody up, the whole house, and naturally, Homelander is pretty much unaffected by this. Uh, Butcher gets knocked out for some time, and Homelander he wakes up with Homelander over him, and he's like, "Hey." I want you to see this, man. I want you to see this. He gets up and he sees that there is a kid and his supposedly dead wife that are somewhere. And we don't really get much more than that because that's up the plot twist of season one is that his wife is alive, doing well in a nice looking house and they have a kid. And Butcher doesn't know if that Butcher wouldn't have known yet if that's his kid or not. Well, they show the kid's li- eyes light up. Did, did Butcher see it though? I don't. I can't remember this. Uh, I don't. I mean, I'm sure he see. I mean, may, I mean, Homelander might be blocking his. Probably blocking his. Well, in, in any matter, he sees that there is a, definitely a kid. His wife is definitely alive, and that's where they leave season one. Yeah, it's. Really good ending. It's really well done. It's a fantastic ending. Makes you makes you want more. Uh, the boys is just fantastic constructed. We skip so much stuff because it's a really dense. I mean, like, well, I purposely I when I was originally thinking about how I wanted to talk about it on the podcast, in case anybody didn't watch it before, I wanted to skip around and talk about things that I found more interesting in little bit of story beats because I didn't want to spoil the entire show because I think it's a show that if you are a nerdy person and definitely haven't watched this, this is something you need to you need to watch. Absolutely need to watch. I mean, Queen Maeve's got a side story. There's a lot more. We didn't even talk about her at all. Yeah, we didn't talk about Queen Maeve at all. Yeah, uh, Queen Maeve. She's got like a, a thing going on from her past. She's the Wonder Woman. She's yeah, she's the Wonder Woman who. A lot more going on with Starlight, with her background, and yep. does in hers relationship. Uh, it's it's really good. Like, and you know, every every episode is they have done a great job in making everybody's storyline, except what I've already talked about is the deep. I don't really care about him. All their storylines besides him are just as interesting 
as the main storyline, which is pretty much Homelander and, and Butcher, I think is kind of like the main the main thing going on. Yeah. But they're all very interesting, and I want to know more about all of them, really. I don't know if you feel the same way or not about that, but I think yeah, they're I all mean, the stories are great. I, I love Kimiko. I love Frenchie, uh, M.M., Starlight. I, I want more Queen Maeve. Honestly, of all of them, probably both seasons, I would have liked more Queen Maeve because I like the Wonder Woman angle. Like, I, I don't know. It would be nice to see more, more of her. Um, anyone's like underutilized it's her i mean and i guess black noir but he doesn't say anything so He's, I, they're purposely doing making him mysterious for sure oh yeah that's I, definitely I, a choice they're making i mean that that's fine because i mean he doesn't talk so i mean making him mysterious but but queen mave I, I could use more more queen Maeve, uh in next season hope but in season three but since yeah in season three but but since you know the heroes are kind of like the bad guys they're not like this no, I guess, but but of them all, Maeve is probably the uh, other than Starlight. She awful. is good. She's she's lawful good. <laughs> Starlight or, or uh, Queen Maeve? Starlight. She's definitely lawful good. Yeah, because she's because she's with Huey, so she's basically kind of with the boys from. I mean, Butcher doesn't trust her because she's a soup, but because of Huey's connection to her, she's facto part of the yeah and it's even yeah. more so in season two queen mave is like she's lawful neutral lawful neutral yeah she because does. she there's a scene that happens with her in homelander and she just kind of has to take it and she doesn't really speak up about which it is really which 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 bothers me a lot because in the cartoon she can fly on her own she could have saved them by one by well not, e- not even that the just the the fact that she saw what homelander did and she's just kind of has to put up with it which also yeah. I don't know. It'd be hard to. There is like definitely a power level difference between Homelander and everyone the rest else, of everyone else. Everyone we, else is scared of Homelander. Yeah, as much as we've seen of Homelander, whether we're talking about season one or season two, he literally is, as far as we can know, is Superman without a weakness. That's really all we know about about him. Obviously, he's not as powerful as Superman, but like he is the and Superman character above everyone else. Yeah, he's significantly more powerful, and nobody knows of any weakness that he has. And it's definitely not humans because he just carved out the eyes <laughs> of his of his milk mama. Yes, his milk mama. Well, I don't know, Dad. Have his, you got anything else? Mama. <laughs> Gosh, that woman! I'm going to hear about this forever now. <laughs> In your dreams, milk lady, sugar mama, milk lady, milk lady. Yeah, and that relationship gets even weirder in season two somehow. Though she's dead, we'll have to talk about. Oh yeah, it does. <laughs> we'll have to talk about that next time. <laughs> now, now you're gonna have some bad dreams. Is <laughs> <laughs> the the shapeshifter guy? We don't have to get it. We're not talking about season two. We don't have to get any weirder. Well, he's in season one. He he, he blackmails like a Texas senator. Like yeah okay there's a sh- there's a shapeshifter guy and he just gets weirder it just gets weirder <laughs> it, it does get weirder yeah it's it's uh man it's like i can't wait for season boys i hope the second half of the diabolical show gets better but um <laughs> oh i also forgot to mention huey's dad is simon Pegg, which is uh another star trek reference Scotty, star trek reboot or urban owns 
couple. Yeah, that was right too. I I completely forgot about that. Yeah, so we got three Star Trek people and and the boys. Yeah, owns Boimler. Getting everybody. Gotta get some Boimler. That's where the. Where they maybe they film the same because there's a lot of overlap there. I wonder if there's anything going on behind the scenes. If like somebody works on the boys that also works on lower decks, it wouldn't surprise me with the way it's written. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff going on. Like, uh, I don't know if you actually, actually, I did have some news Babylon 5, which I mentioned a while ago, it was getting a reboot on the CW. It's been postponed indefinitely, so I don't. It, you're never getting it then. It, it will be canceled. Disappointing. But the thing is, there was some like in Hollywood. There's all sorts of like leaks and stuff like that behind the scenes because a lot of people complained that Babylon Five and Deep Space Nine close to each other. Like, just speaking about your your Star Trek, the how the crossover yeah. works because they're very similar because they're both set up on the space station, hang out or whatever. So it's like you know people airing things. There's other story beats that are. Seriously similar, even though they aired basically. There was behind the scenes talks about how seasons going apparently, and copied each other. They're running. They did somehow. Interesting. That was the boy season one. I am pumped for three. Um, this is my first time watching season one since I've seen season two. Uh, so it'd be nice to see you again, fresh after. Uh, I think next we're going to be doing Sonic, Sonic 2. No, we yep. didn't talk about Sonic 1, but we can give a brief. Yeah, it's just it, really what Sonic is, I think, for both of us is I think it's just something that isn't really amazing. It's not really bad. It's just kind of like it's Sonic and it's not a terrible video game movie. And it was fine. And we like talking about it. And the first one, like, it's it's great. I I, I love how cyberbullying actually come out of it yeah we'll talk about it briefly before we talk about sonic 2 just to catch everybody up because it's really there's not really a deep story yeah. going on here I mean, I mean i mean they they did change the lore the sonic lore yeah well enjoy everybody enjoy your time hope you enjoyed listening email david at synthaholics at yahoo.com uh thank you all for listening uh, thanks, Brian. And... Bye.